0: do who fans and welcome to the big blue box podcast my name's gary my name's adam and this is episode 313 yes
1: one day
2: i shall come back yes i shall come back until then there must be no regrets no tears no anxieties just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that i am not mistaken in mine
1: our lives are different too
0: Hey, 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 Doctor Who fans! Welcome back to another week, another episode. This is three one three. Hope you're keeping well and safe and healthy and all that stuff. And we've gone back to the old, the old slow news, dude. We've gone he, back he, to tumble. didn't say the, it didn't say the slogan. I'm coming up to that, don't worry.
3: Oh, you're building up to it. Oh god, I thought we'd forgotten. Phew! Yeah. I thought he's had a couple of weeks off, it's all gone to pop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been another slow week, hasn't it?
3: Another slow week, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because we we thought last week, oh, we've got some news to talk about. Mm. We've got all that. It might be a bit of a trend, but no. We're back to the the desolate Sahara of news that is Doctor Who. Yes. However, we are back for another week, so that means that you got you guys can't complain about no news or anything because you have had something Doctor Who related, related. to get it. into. He yeah, <laughs> I feel like we need to provide that as a service now. As in, like normally it's okay. So if I hope you're doing well and you've managed to do something Doctor Who related, but if you're listening to this podcast, and of course you have, that's very true. That is the essence can- of it. Yeah.
3: I thought we were going to say we need to get that slogan on a T-shirt. And I was thinking, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's get some merch out there. Let's let's get a little uh, suitcase, go and stand outside a shopping center, and start selling some T-shirts. Get some money coming in.
0: Yeah, start peddling some some extra merch. Yeah. We did have one. We did have a sale on our shop for the first time in a while.
3: Oh, you should have let me know because I need a new T-shirt. I've, I can't fit into the old one.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we don't really. We don't really push the merch side of things too much we did when the, the shop first launched ages ago now a couple of years ago but yeah somebody bought a, a t-shirt last week so thank you whoever you are thank you very much represent him
3: maybe represent. yeah it it's the logo, isn't it? Our t-shirts have got the logo. on. It's not our faces. It's not a t-shirt with like our. Oh god, no, ugly no. Mugs on. No, no No, no.
0: If it was our faces on, though, we wouldn't sell any. We wouldn't but have sold
3: any. <laughs> yeah, we'd have sold zero. <laughs> but now we've sold one. Hooray! Yay. No, I need to get. Uh, is the sale still on? Because uh, I need to get a new t-shirt um, and I need to get a mug because I think you've changed the design and I've I've still got the old mug and I feel a bit, you know, outdated. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's still got the same. The same. Is logo. The sa-
3: is the sale still on
0: though uh i'm not sure uh oh. red, it, we we run a store through uh, red bubble and mm. sometimes i have a sale on sometimes it just depends you have to have a looky have a looky see um, what's on there but on the subject of the store any of our listeners that want to pick up any merch there's a link in on uh, on our website in the top right hand corner very appropriately named it says shop just click on that it'll take you over to red bubble you can get a range of t-shirts both men and women sizes, sweatshirts, hoodies, stationery, a nice Doctor Who, Big Blue Box podcast mug, for yeah. your morning brew. It's all good. It's all good over there, but we haven't. We don't really push it. Really. I don't know why.
3: No, I, I, yeah. I genuinely forgot we'd even got a shop. And It is a good shop as well. <laughs> it's it's cool. Like I forgot we'd even got it.
0: Yeah, yeah go and have a look at our shop. Yep.
3: Go and buy a mug.
0: So the last week, dude. As well as news being being fairly quiet, I think you and I have had a fairly quiet week as well. I know I've know i only watched uh, one other thing of Doctor Who aside from ooh. the Sarah Jane, ooh, the Sarah Jane what Adventures. What was it? It was the 11th hour again. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Yeah. Just because after watching this, they, they do a very short, it's only a 15-minute special feature at the end of Sarah Jane Adventures, and Matt Smith is in that.
3: Oh, right, okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I was just in the once I'd watched, you know, that happens a lot with doctors when you see them in other things, other programs or in a special feature or something like that. It does get you in the mood sometimes. So yeah, I thought, what Matt Smith should I watch? Couldn't decide. So I just went to the beginning again, which I don't mind at all. I'm not hating that because it's a cracking episode, as we've said. It is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So I watched a bit of Matt Smith, too. That was nice. I don't really get, I don't really tire of that episode as well. It's one that I can reach for semi sort of regularly and, and watch that it's pretty good
3: no it is a good one yeah i've watched that i've watched it a few times and you know the matt smith era i think especially series five um it's quite enjoyable on a rewatch i think quite, well yeah maybe not so much series six or seven but series five is uh, is is one i tend to reach for if i'm uh, if i'm in the mood for a matt smith
0: yeah 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 the only other thing i've done dude is uh i'm kind of prepping my office here for some new furniture so i'm getting a new bookcase soon it's one of those big ikea things you know the Square panels of Kallax. Um, big uh, thing there. So I'm basically going through all of my stuff. And I've managed to trim down my Who collection quite a bit, actually. There was just a ton of books that um, that, I, that were duplicates that we got sent from the BBC, or there were books that I've read and you're eh, not really too keen on or whatever. Mm. There's a b- loads of big Finnish CDs that I'm going to take to the charity shop and just loads of stuff. So I've managed to trim it down, dude. It's looking neat and tidy. I've got it down to sort of two or three shelves on the current bookcase but uh, regardless of that it's just nice you know just to go through your who stuff now and then and give it a dust off and and have a look so yeah that was cool but other than that mate i've not really not really done anything else what about you nothing
3: no no i've had a i've had a really since i got back from from traveling the world i've um i've, I've just been mega busy I, I really haven't had time to do anything i i'm really in the mood for a bit of black and white who actually i'm thinking of sticking on a Trouton or something later, but because uh, I've been thinking that for the last couple of days, so I just haven't found the time. Um, no, I haven't really done anything who really related. I, I The new Doctor Magazine Chronicles, you know these special bookazine things they do. Yeah,
1: um,
3: bookazine. I'd never heard of that word bookazine <laughs> until about a month ago. Um, yeah, the latest one of those dropped through their box for day. Nineteen seventy-five, cracking year. Um, so I had a, a bit of a flick through that last night, and it's brilliant. It's a really good. Uh, special it basically looks at tom baker's first year as the doctor and they go into quite good detail about all the stories so they go from robot all the way through to the android invasion and yeah i've only sort of really flicked through it but that's that's really nice um but apart from that that's really the only sort of who thing he related thing i've done in the last week really yeah just been busy busy busy
0: busy, or a case of just don't want to do it <laughs> there there are some <laughs> weeks where um Especially if we, so our review story for next week is quite a heavy one. It's six parts. So after watching six parts of Doctor Who sometimes, which you can spread over a day or two, sometimes you're just not in the mood for for watching or reading any more Doctor Who. You know, sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes you watch uh, a six-parter, then you watch another six-parter. Like you might watch that one and then you watch the war games just go all in. And then a couple of modern ones as well. So apples and oranges, swings and roundabouts, whatever you want to label it as
3: i'll tell you one thing i've only just remembered this morning though which is a bit annoying um there was something i wanted to watch um after i finished watching this week's sarah Jane that we're reviewing um i wanted to try and find that 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 clip on that youtube video that russell t davis put together you know he did like a 30 minute Mini episode, I think it was called Farewell Sarah Jane, was yeah. it? Which was a, a really lovely tribute to Liz Sladen and kind of wrapped up the whole Sarah Jane thing. They got all the actors back um, to speak, you know, to camera in character and Luke talking, you know, uh, from uni and stuff. It was a really lovely send off. And um, yeah, after watching the final last night, I thought, right, I must watch that now just to sort of wrap everything up. And uh, I must have got sidetracked because I completely forgot about it until this morning but I, I, yeah, I might try and find that later on i'm assuming it's still on youtube somewhere farewell hmm. sarah jane i think it's called isn't it
0: it is yeah it's on there yep
3: i'll do a little search yeah it must be on there somewhere but that was so that was beautiful wasn't it do you remember that remember when that was released it was just, mm, it's just oh, lovely yeah it was, absolutely uh, gorgeous little 13 minute thing yeah
0: yeah we'll come on to it now review but they did a similar thing at the end of uh of the series 5 disc there's a, just one special feature on there Oh, is there yeah Oh, called, I'll have to watch that as well. I didn't notice. Yeah, it's called Goodbye Bannerman Road. Uh, Farewell Sarah Jane, I think, is the title of it. And uh, that one's the opposite, really. We'll, we'll come to it in a review, but yeah, it's a, I thought that one was going to be emotional and stuff, but it's the opposite. That's more of a sort of celebration of, you know, her time as Sarah Jane and right. stuff like that. But the one that you're talking about that they did for, what did they do that for? They did a...
3: Was it an anniversary? An anniversary or something of some, or something, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, that that just had everybody in floods of tears. That one,
3: yeah, because that everybody back. Didn't it? like Katie Manning was on it, and uh, obviously you know uh, Dan Daniel Anthony and Anjali Mahindra. Uh, they got all the cast back and everything. Um, did it also include Sophie Aldred, or am I imagining that? I seem to remember she was in it. Anyway, yeah, it was it was beautiful, beautiful little little special mini, what they call it mini webcast
0: or whatever they call it. Yeah. Whatever they call it these days. These days. A webisode, yeah, something like that.
3: I kept thinking to myself, you know, the character that's in this week's episode, um, played by Peter Bowles. He's like, oh, I hate computers. You know, the terrible thing. I thought, that's me, that is. That's, <laughs> that character's based on me. <laughs> Hates technology.
0: Yeah, I think it was read by is it Jacob Dudman. Yes, that's the right. The story, that's the one, yeah. yeah. Emotion, ma- ma- maximum emotion. Oh, way. it
3: was. I was obliterated by the end of that. I remember just being absolutely in floods of tears, in a good way.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should crack on, dude. So, before we get on to our review, though, remember to like, subscribe, follow, whatever, uh, to our show, listen for free on whatever podcast app you get your podcasts on. There are links on the website, which is bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk, or just do a search for us, you'll find us there. We're on all of the popular podcast players and apps and networks and so on uh yeah so give us a follow we'd love to have you as a follower that way you won't miss a show when it lands every single friday we're on the socials too instagram twitter and facebook again links are on the website and uh give us a like and a follow over there we chat doctor who uh, throughout the week and we have a free discord server as well the link again is on the website come and sign up to that we have a really cool community uh, of um of doctor who fans over there that chat and uh and talk about all sorts of things merch big finish uh rumors and stuff about the new series and all that stuff classic who uh soundtracks the whole shebang it's all very good uh, and while you're on the website remember to read uh the awesome uh, articles and reviews from our writing team we had a couple of belters uh, recently uh, we had maria's rundown of the bfi screening of dragon fire which is really cool yeah. and we had jordan's review of big finishes recent the third doctor adventures series seven and then we've got a couple of cool ones coming up which will probably be out by the time you listen to this show uh, jordan's doing the robots volume four Review from Big Finish, and Maria's got another rundown. She seems to be our roving reporter these days. She's out uh, <laughs> doing that stuff. She's got a review of the Time Fracture immersive oh. um, theatre experience, so that's coming out uh, very soon as well. And just very lastly, we have uh, uh, one of a few new members of our writing team announced. So, uh, Mister Matt Steele is joining the writing team. Taking time
3: off from being a superhero. A
0: superhero, yeah. So uh, you'll see some articles and stuff and reviews. So look out for Matt's reviews and articles coming up. It's going to be a good one. And we've got a couple of other people joining as well, but that's, you know, over the next uh, few weeks and stuff. So we'll announce that, uh, those people joining as well. But the team's growing slowly, which is very cool. So Mm. enjoy, uh, look out for some some more Doctor Who content, which is never a bad thing. Also, remember to check out my co-host channel over on YouTube. It is, of course, the geeks handbag
3: yes and uh, yeah it's a new vid up go and have a look at my new vid um i'm taking a look at the new ice warriors vinyl set which is beautiful um yeah so go and check that vid out and all the other millions of ones i've
0: worked on over the years they're all on there <laughs> mm. yes of course yeah and adam's on the same under uh, the same name on the socials as well the geeks handbag go and seek him out and give That's him right. a like and a follow and stuff so <laughs> as i said we all chat you know doctor who and post various tidbits and stuff and adam's always posting really cool merch and stuff that he's that he's got got a lot of vinyl stuff recently and some uh, statues and stuff it's very very cool so yes come and do all of that righty um review time dude we might as well crack on what we got yes
3: yeah so it's it's um the last story uh in the, the sarah jane series and it's called the man who never was
2: Home. Hi. I'm Joseph Surf.
1: Something weird happened
2: in there. He glitched. Enhancement. <laughs> oh, but to speak to Mr. Surf, just to tell him that I know glitches. Call me Sarah Jane. Can't shake your hand. So what? He's a hologram? Gotcha! <laughs> what is going on? Well.
0: More ready
3: garage always
0: <laughs> righty-o the final then the final oh god the final ever sarah jane adventure yeah. story it was first broadcast back on the 17th of october 2011 that was part one and then the second part went out the following day on the 18th it was written by gareth roberts directed by joss agnew and stars the uh the attic crew that we've seen uh since you know the beginning of Series 5, which is very short, admittedly, uh, with the addition of Sky. Um, and uh, Tommy, Tommy Knight's back, Luke's back for this one. Yeah. And the synopsis is, well, the official synopsis is, Joseph Surf has launched his new surfboard, the must-have computer that no one can resist owning. Everyone wants the brand-new device, and why not? What could be so dangerous about a computer? So that's the official synopsis, but it's a bit weak, really. So the, the, the story, mm-hmm. essentially, is the there's a, a character in the in this called um uh harrison played by james Dreyfus, and he essentially has bought slaves from another planet he's played paid millions of millions of pounds uh for the um uh, the scullions from the planet skoltos uh, there is <laughs> uh, little slaves and um at first th- on the on face value, you think, like, okay, this computer is something sinister, you know, there's something dangerous within the computer. They want to get this device out to everybody, but uh, it's a bit of a ruse, really. What they really want to do is, uh, he's created this um, sort of uh, digital human, if you like, uh, to do the promotion and everything, like this perfect you know salesman sort of ceo kind of pitch for this thing and ultimately he just wants to hypnotize and brainwash everybody into buying these computers even though they're complete crap uh he just wants to get everybody buying one so uh globally you know if everybody buys one that's billions and billions of, of pounds and stuff so he just wants to be rich basically he's a bit of a a bit of a no uh a no good uh, he's a he's a, a bad egg uh, mm-hmm. basically so uh, this one we have a bit of a team up things sort of going on so luke and sky team up and they go off and do stuff clyde and rani they team up and do their thing and sarah jane's off doing her thing as always and it culminates with uh harrison uh being beamed up across uh, up to the the um the the rescue ship that turns up uh from skull so I'd like to think, and probably a lot of viewers like to think that he would end up being a slave uh, wherever he yeah. ends up with those guys and that's it. They kind of saved the day and the whole thing sort of wraps up. I think they sort of retrofitted in this, um, this ending, this like a little montage of, of cool scenes for Sarah Jane. And they use the voiceover that she did from way back in series one, I think. Yeah. Uh, some of that stuff. And then that's it. That's, that's the end of it. So to wrap it all up, dude, what are your initial thoughts? Mm.
3: Um, so I mean I knew because obviously we know this wasn't supposed to be you know the the series five final uh, I think there were you know quite big plans for the other three episodes which sadly never got made because as we all know um, Elizabeth Sladen very sadly passed away uh, so yeah I, I tried not to go into this with too high expectations because you know knowing that it, it was never really supposed to be a final I was just going into it as a regular episode but also in the back of my mind aware that You know, it was the last one uh, that we're going to watch. You know, it's it's there will be no more. Um, And uh, I have to say, I can't lie. I was a bit disappointed in it. It's uh, it's not bad by any means. It's still, you know, high quality, beautifully shot. The cast, I have to say, are all giving great performances. To me, it's an example of um, of a script that's quite thin, you know the story actual story on it is quite thin but the cast really make the most of it and and bring that script up massively um all of them actually i mean especially the Sladen, but they all really bring this quite feeble storyline um to you know to a higher level if you like so it was an enjoyable watch still good um performance is excellent um but, it, yeah, just as a story, you know, just if I take away the sort of um, nostalgia, emotional side of it, of it being the last Sarah Jane story, I can't lie. I didn't think it was that great. It's probably one of my least favourite from the series. Um, but then having said that, because the others are so strong, to me this one just falls a bit by the wayside because it's nowhere near as strong as some of the stories we've had over the five series. Um, it's, and also it's gone back to that sort of very – it the actual idea, you know, these creatures – controlling this hologram it's um i don't know we've seen a lot better ideas in sarah jane over the five series i think that that's the sort of thing i'd expect in series one when they're sort of finding their feet and it's still a bit childlike, childish and it's not you know we've said particularly this series um and maybe the latter half of series four the progression of sarah jane it's definitely sort of taken on a slightly more adult tone dealing with you know slightly more you know, adult seems like homelessness and stuff. This one's just a very kiddie story. And um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but it, it, I couldn't help, but feel a little bit disappointed. And I have to say, even when it was sort of wrapping up towards the end, I knew they were going to do something like a little montage. Cause obviously they would have had to have tagged that on just to sort of wrap up the Sarah Jane adventures. But even that I felt was a bit disappointing. So you, they use a lovely monologue from Liz Sladen, talking about having a family. Love that. Um, which I think was they sort of cobbled together. It is from series one, but I think it's like an alternative take, so it's not exactly the same. Um, but the clips they use, I was thinking like all the amazing things that have happened in, in the Sarah Jane adventures over these five series. And the clips just seem really random. It's like the odd shot of a UFO flying into the sky. There were a couple the, the, the end shot of, of Liz Slade it's beautiful, but I don't know, even that felt a little bit rushed. Um, I was, you know, I don't know. I was just a little bit disappointed when it finished, I have to say, but, um, but still good, still, still of a good standard of television and still an enjoyable watch. So don't get me wrong. I still enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just wanted to be a bit like I said about that Rusty Davis thing, the farewell Sarah Jane. I mean, when I watched that, I was that moved me like you wouldn't believe. I was in pieces. And I think I was hoping for a little bit more of that from this. But um, maybe I shouldn't be too harsh because they were probably very limited in what they could use or do because, you know, of uh, Liz later passing away. So maybe this is sort of the best they can make of what they had uh mm, recorded yeah. and stuff so i don't know but it, yeah it's still good but I, I just feel a little bit a mm, little bit uh disappointed in it as a story
0: yeah i'll read you mate I'll read you. Mm. I'll read you it's it's difficult because uh it's kind of that unexpected end isn't it this is absolutely mm. not how they planned to finish up and i've no idea if they planned on doing a series six after Series 5 even, I'm not sure, because the ratings were quite low at this point. Oh, were they? <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, so if we think about Series 1, the average for that was sort of 1.6 million
1: yeah.
0: an episode on average. I think it started at 1.4 and peaked at 1.9 or something. So on average, it's like, you know, 1.6-ish. And then Series 2, the average is uh, 1.1, 1. 1, I would say. And then with series three, the average is under that then. So it's like 0.8. We had a big spike with the wedding of Sarah Jane Smith, the David Tennant episode, obviously. That shot way back up. But then series four, we're down into like 0.7, 0.8. And then series five, it's down again. So I'm not sure. Maybe from BBC slash CBBC perspective, they were probably thinking of pulling the plug anyway i would have thought but then again i'm not sure what other programs on cbbc were pulling in either so i'm not i'm not 100 Mm. sure on that but um so obviously all of series five was definitely planned and stuff so it's difficult to know how they were going to plan and what they were going to do for that final episode in series five had they made the decision that series five was always going to be the final series then we probably would have got a really nice um send-off not just for sarah jane but the other the other characters and cast members as well mm-hmm. so it's kind of difficult to it's it's almost like a double-edged sword isn't it because you want to have uh, you still want to put out a decent solid story you want to have a good enjoyable sarah jane story but at the, the same time the the producers and everybody making the shows like well how do we We've already done it. We've already done all of the stuff for it. So how do we make it a nice send off at the same time? So mm. really, the only thing you can do, you can't go back and change any. Obviously, you can't go back and reshoot anything. You can't refilm anything. The, the only thing they probably could have done is maybe shot a scene with the other characters reminiscing. about... they could have done like a fast forward in time sort of thing, and they're reminiscing about their time with Sarah Jane and stuff like that. But yeah. you know, that's yeah. a little bit kind of. I don't know, that that would seem probably just too too on the nose, you know, to, so really the only thing I can do is put that little, that nice little montage at the end and the really nice closing, you know, the, the story goes on forever sort of thing.
3: Yeah, which was nice, don't get me wrong, it's a nice little wrap up at the end, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, dude, it's a it, it's a difficult one. And like you, I'm kind of disappointed in the story because it definitely feels like one of those mid-series. Yes. I'm not going to say filler too much, but it does feel like one of those mid-series kind of average e. Well, not average; it's still good. You know what I mean? It's, we always, I, I don't think we've ever had a Sarah Jane story that we said, you know, that was rubbish. So, you know, so it's not a rubbish story. It just no. feels like that. You know, it, it feels like maybe episode four would have been a really good story like that it would have picked up like it tends to do um because if i'm I'm looking at this nice chart on wikipedia for all the ratings for sarah jane and it always has the same trend the first two episodes so the first four parts are kind of average and then it spikes up for some reason in the mid-series mid-series Oh, right. it always seems to go up and then it sort of trails off again towards the end. So I'm confident that episodes, uh, four and five probably would have been really good. Mm. We would have had a couple of belter stories on those, you know, so, uh, but the story overall, yeah, it just feels a bit, uh, oh, uh, yeah, just kind of, it just good, but not as good as Sarah Jane c- can be that we've seen, yeah. I guess is the best way to put it. We've reviewed such a, so, um, Uh, just amazing stories haven't we since we've gone through it since series one and it's capable of being one of the best shows on tv without question some of the stories we've done they've had a huge range of um, emotional impact with certain things they've tackled issues some of the stories have been a bit darker than others some of them have just been all out such enjoyable adventures and stuff it's been amazing so this one feels like yeah you know it's just not up there with those absolutely amazing ones but still still okay still okay but not the one that you would ideally want to go out on but circumstances being what they were your hands are tied you, you, there's nothing there's nothing you can do for, about that so
1: mm-hmm.
3: i was yeah. going to say i don't know much about what was planned for the other three episodes in the series i think scripts were ready to go um so i think i've heard i've seen a few of our listeners who have commented which we'll read out at the end they've mentioned uh, a story called battle on bannerman road um so i don't i don't know of this so maybe i need to look it up online and that's how, just the title sounds exciting um i remember hearing rumors of ace uh, supposedly making an appearance i don't know if that was going to be in oh, yeah the second yeah. half of this series Or if that was planned, you know, just something that was planned maybe for a future series. So, yeah, you're right. This to me, I think if it had been this had been in the middle of series four and we were reviewing it and we'd still got another three episodes plus another series to watch. I think we'd probably be looking at it differently saying, well, it was an okay episode. It was enjoyable. You know, nothing special, but still good. But I think you're right. It suffers from being the last ever Sarah Jane episode because it's right at the end of the series final and you just want so much more from it, which it just can't give because of the circumstances around it. So, yeah, it's it's hard to judge it, really, because as an actual story itself, it's fun, it's watchable, but it's a very flimsy storyline. It is very much a mid-series story. It's not filler. Like you said, it's it's better than that, but it's just a mid-series story, which um, unfortunately is now turned into a series final. With with a, a nice bit tagged on the end to wrap up the whole series, um, yeah. but yeah, I'd love to know what we would have got if if, if they'd have completed series five. It, I think, um, it, because we we know how much passion there is behind this series, we know that the writers would have it would have been a, a good end to the series. It would have gone out on a bang, and if there had been another series, I think they still would continue to be strong because. There's still a lot of great ideas being thrown up in Sarah Jane. It's not, I haven't felt, apart, I know we've not really sort of enjoyed this story that much, but I haven't felt like the series is running out of steam at any point. And even with this story, which is a little bit below par, it still feels like it's got loads of fun stuff in there. And I could still quite happily watch another three episodes after this and then another series. And, you know, it still feels like they've got plenty of steam left in the series um you know because the creatures are fun the scullions is that what they're called scullions yeah now you must have you must have um been looking at the screen thinking the same as me you you know there's a jawa there's a (laughs) definitely a jawa uh, homage going on there, isn't there? I mean, they even use the same voices. I don't know how they got away with it. <laughs> uh, thankfully, when they take off the mask, yes, they look completely different. You know, this cyclops thing that looks more like something from Krull. But yeah, there, there's definitely a Jawa Star Wars thing going on uh, when we first get to meet those guys, isn't there?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what I said. Yeah, early on, it's essentially they're just Jowars, really. <laughs> the um, like the the little brown hooded cloaks that they wear is pretty much the same color and they're short people you know it's the same thing and they did all that
3: aren't they yeah
0: (laughs) yeah the only thing we were missing was the older you know houdini Houdini, yeah classics. i mean they would have really got in trouble for that but but you can see though that's but doctor who does that not just sarah jane doctor who does that as well with certain things there was you know the episode with um i think it was the the, the, one of the Matt Smith episodes I think it was a Christmas special where you know a couple of the robots in it everybody jumped on Twitter afterwards and like they look exactly like you know the robot from some other science fiction thing and yeah so yeah I mean Doctor Who does that a lot you know it borrows quote-unquote takes inspiration <laughs> from, <laughs> uh, from other things but yeah they were jowers man for sure
3: like definitely yeah but but they were good i mean they're, they're an example of something that brought this story up because i was getting a little bit bored um in episode one so there's that scene where sarah james has a she sets up a meeting with um joseph surf because she knows he's a hologram that that scene seemed to go on way too long it's really padded out like she asked for a glass of water and you know she's going to drop it and then she asks, drops her pen and I was thinking oh this is a bit laboured this scene you know um, so then we get introduced to the scullions and it c- kind of brought me back into it a bit because I was yeah I was starting to drift a little bit even in episode one to be honest because I don't know there, was, there wasn't any sort of twist or anything it was kind of all laid out flat it's like he's a hologram he's been operated down below by these funny things Sarah Jane knows they've already sort of solved the mystery I don't know there wasn't it wasn't keeping me engaged uh, at that point. So when you introduced the Scullions, I sort of woke up a little bit. I was like, oh, who are these guys, you know? And it mm. brought that sort of fun element that sort of made me smile. And, you know, that's what Sarah Jane's good at, introducing these strange-looking characters. So, yeah. So I'm glad they were in it. I think it needed something like that.
0: Yeah, defo. Yeah, there was kind of a few things that led you to the answer early on in the story. Mm. So we we knew that the... We knew that the guy, Joseph Surf, the main, what appears to be the, the main bad dude, something wasn't right about him. And quite early on, when they go to his uh, marketing event or whatever it was, I think Sky she noticed the glitch, her and Luke noticed the glitch and stuff, and then yeah. they go back and solve that rather quickly. And then the, the guy who's actually pulling the strings, Harrison, he reveals himself to be the bad dude quite quickly as well. So they... they they don't really draw that out very often very much it's not like a whodunit sort of thing which they sometimes do you have to wait until part two until things transpire and you know and that that you really get to there was the remember the episode with i think it was good was it uh what was the episode when that woman came into the to the show and she kind of took over as sarah jane oh yeah was a good episode crazy mind thing and basically turned everybody against her and she yeah. ended up just being this big stomach in the basement. You remember that one? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we, that, we took a while. It was like right up until the cliffhanger of episode one, really, before we our suspicions were confirmed that she was a bad dude. And then in part two, as that went along, then her plan starts to be revealed and culminates with a quite a good cliffhanger. Whereas with this one, a lot of stuff was kind of revealed in in part one already. So we knew what was going on. And like you said, if it wasn't for the little the little Jowers, it would have been a fairly, um, a, a, not boring, but it would just would have been a, a more drawn out, expected sort of thing. And then in part two, it's really just, uh, what's the word? Just sort of paint by numbers, I think, in part two. Yeah. It's just we yeah. know that Harrison's going to be stopped. We know that... Uh, the surf do Joseph surf is not a threat because he's not real anyway, so it's really just down to how do they deal with Harrison? And then we have the the little thing, don't we, about the pen? You know that becomes like the main objective for a while. It's Luke and Sky get the message out to to Clarny <laughs> to um yeah. to go and get the pen. That's the thing because that's the thing that's he's got the Jowers trapped in the little collars, hasn't he? Because they're like punish, oh master, yeah, punish. You know they've got like the the dobby from harry potter sounds that will go the voice going on and that's it that's really it it becomes less about uh dealing with harrison and the 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 manipulation you know the hypnotist the hypnot that 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 angle sort of gets pushed way to the sideline then yeah. it just becomes about we need to rescue these little dudes you know and put a stop to harrison which happens kind of like i said paint by numbers they're up on the roof we know they're going to get rescued he comes up and then that's it. We, I don't know. We, we, it was just very predictable that that was going to happen. You know.
3: Yeah, I think that's it. There's no. It, it, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. This story uh, by Gareth Roberts, it's it's very paint by numbers, isn't it? it? It's kind of doesn't feel like there's much effort or imagination really gone into it. It's uh, even the glitch thing. I mean, haven't we seen that before in Sarah Jane? Didn't did we have that a few episodes back? Or my getting I'm sure there was another episode where someone was glitching and they realized, but I don't know, maybe I'm getting confused, but I I could have, I could have swore they'd done that, that idea in a different episode. Um, one thing I was confused about as well, because as we've said, this wasn't supposed to be the series final, but they bring Luke back. Um, Luke comes home and that seems like the sort of thing they would do in a final. They, you know, they want to bring all the characters back. And I, I, Obviously thought K-9 was going to make an appearance because Luke's made a dog whistle, but he doesn't. That never gets used. That feels like an idea that was sort of thrown away. But so I'm thinking, so, yeah, this was never going to be the series final, but they brought Luke back. So we've got quite a a crowded attic team now, uh, even without K-9. Um, and I've, I felt that it suffered from that a bit as well, because although it was great to see Luke back, um, and it was nice for him to finally meet Sky, and that's probably the reason they brought him back mid-series or would have been mid-series. So, you know, he gets to meet Sky, and he sees his room is no longer his room, and all that's really nice stuff. But, yeah, yeah it did create a crowded attic. So, Rani and um, Clyde don't really get a lot to do. Um, they're, you know, they're the, they sort of stand around in the attic for episode one, looking at the surf, Computer board,
1: mm.
3: <laughs> and they and I kept. I thought, oh dear. Now that see, this is what happens, isn't it? You've you've got nothing for these characters to do. So in the second episode, they get to dress up and pretend to be man and wife to go into the institute. But even then, th- th- there's nothing for them to do. They just sit down and help break the pen <laughs> at the end. So uh, yeah, I think it suffered from that as well because I kept thinking. So why have they brought Luke back? Like, what's the in terms of the story? Like, what is the reason for him? being there because like i said if it was a final you think yeah it's the final we're bringing everyone back having a big ending but that's that was that wasn't what this story was about so i don't know i think that sort of didn't really help because there wasn't enough storyline to sort of have all the characters and and give them something to do yeah yeah
0: Yeah, no i I totally agree dude and so that part of it's a shame isn't it but having said that there are some cool some cool little moments in here Yeah, yeah. There are some corner moments. There's a scene where Sarah Jane's on the phone to Harrison and she's trying to uh, get back to that that building so she can have an interview with with Surf. Mm. And she knows, because I think they say, like, you know, you'll never be able to get, you know, back to have an interview and all that stuff. And she's like, you know, I can't remember what she says word for word, but she's like, basically, just watch how a pro does this. You know, she's on the phone and she's sort of, you know pushing the conversation towards not directly telling him that she knows what's up but just dropping little hints you know she's like says something like you know I'd hate you know for this you know to have a you know any glitches sort of thing and he stops on the stairs and he's like ah. mm. so he, and then we have that funny little thing where Clyde's trying to follow along the conversation because Sarah Jane's like I know that he knows that I know Sort <laughs> of thing. we have that and Clyde's like confused but nodding along he doesn't want to come across as stupid so we have really nice scenes like that and uh and she has that nice moment doesn't she with uh, uh with the guy that she used to know or you know they mm. he still fancies her really bad. you know he's got yeah. this yeah you know sort of i guess he views her as like the one that got away um yeah. uh, which is really nice and uh uh, so what's that, that? Peter Bowles was it? Was it Peter Bowles? Peter Bowles, yeah. he's, yeah. he's
3: a really great, good actor as well. Mm-hmm. It's um, you know, uh, I was really surprised to see him turn up, and he's. I wish he'd been in it a bit more because he's he's really just a side character, isn't he? And I thought, oh, Peter Bowles is, well, or was a very well-known actor, you know, in the sort of seventies and eighties, and um, I think he gives a really lovely performance as well because he's he's not in it very much. But he's, he's taken it seriously, and he's totally got the part, hasn't he? He totally understands the mm. role that he's playing. He's somebody who knew, used to know Sarah Jane. I think he, she says he was a, an ex-editor of the magazine she worked on, which is a nice throwback to when we first got introduced to Sarah Jane in Doctor Who. Um, so it, it just feels like a really believable character, and he plays it really, really well. And I, I almost wanted to see a bit more of him in it, because um, I just thought, yeah, there was you know nice relationship straight away between him and Sarah Jane. He's, you know, this old friend's thing and he's got a bit of a, you know, twinkle in his eye for her and stuff. So, yeah, I liked him. I liked Peter Bowles in this. I so thought it was really good. And all the stuff that he hates computers and, and all that, I thought that was good fun. Because obviously when he's hypnotized, <laughs> he's loving it. And then when he <laughs> yeah. when he breaks out of the spell at the end, he's all like, oh, I told you computers are rubbish and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's a nice performance from him. And yeah. uh, it's, it's yeah. nice to see him pop up. Yeah, good
0: actor, Peter Bowles. Yeah, no, it was good, and I think the 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 scene with Clyde and Ronnie as well when they were when they were husband and wife sort of thing. Uh, yeah, that was kind of cool because they also they've been dropping these little nuggets, haven't they, along the way for the past yeah. what series and a half, I guess, about those two having a a thing for each other, and mm. uh, and it was quite cool when uh, Clyde finds out that they've sabotaged the real couples flight or something they've been stranded at all airport wherever it was and yeah. so and then Clyde comes in and he's taken her back just for a second he's like oh you look really nice and she sort of gives him a look as well and and that's it and that's all they do because I, I think because it's a CBBC show I don't think they could be too direct really with, with that stuff mm-hmm. but they do um they do really progress that like every episode now for the past I'm going to say the past eight or nine episodes I think those two have had a little moment here and there so I reckon by the end of, if they had have continued series five, I think those two potentially would have, I've got even closer, I think. And if we mm. got series six, then absolutely, definitely, I think those two would be, because um, they allude to it, don't they? There was that episode where we fast forward in time, where we see a really old Rani. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of references the fact that she was with Clyde, or maybe even directly references, I can't remember, but she she does have that, she's a widow, and she, at the end of it, she's, you know, really old on her own, but you know, she does, and there's a photograph of her and her husband. And I think it wasn't mentioned in the story, but like, you know, in some special feature or something, it was meant to be Clyde. Yeah. So I think, yeah, so that, that's a really cool one. They're quite funny together as well. Like you can tell that even back then, back in, uh, what do we say? It was 2011. They were doing this push of stronger female characters because Rani really takes the lead even when those two are together, she's the one that's pushing the plan forward. You know, she's yeah. almost in control. Clyde wants to open up the laptop and and you know have a nosy around because he's confused, he's like this is just a piece of junk. You know, let's see what's going on. And Ron is like, no, but if we are going to do it, it's on my rules sort of thing. She takes charge, and so those two are they are quite good together. It's a good team up.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there, there's a bit in this as well near the start. Uh, the Ron is being a little bit. That you can tell there's a bit of friction the between them. I love the it that you call her. The oh, Rani. Do I, did so I say funny. the Rani? Oh, I can't get out of the habit of doing that, Rani. Sorry. <laughs> um, you can tell that there's a bit of friction between them. And I thought, what's going on? And they allude to the fact that Clyde apologises for, um, you know, what happened in the previous story with the the girl, the homeless girl, doesn't he? He said, "Oh, sorry about that." As if, and it, you know, it's alluded to that Rani's jealous about that. So I'm thinking, OK, you know, but it's, it's done in a very subtle way that you just, you know, you can pick up on it, but it's not sort of too in your face. It's just there's a little bit of jealousy from Rani there. And they, they've they sort of carried over that strand from the other story. So that was good. Um, I just wondered, do you, do you think, do you think if they'd have gone on to do a series six, do you think um, Clyde and Rani might have left and, and been like a Luke character that, sort of came back every couple of episodes or once a series or, cause I'm sort of thinking that, you know, by series six, they might've wanted to sort of freshen the series up a bit. And maybe it was, you know, they've been in it a while now and a bit like we've introduced sky, the new character. So she's replaced, um, who, who was the girl that they had before Maria. the younger Maria. Yeah. So I'm thinking, do you, do you think there would have come a time if they'd have carried on the series, maybe series six, seven, where Clyde and Ronnie, it sort of got to a certain age and it was just natural that they should leave the series and maybe just make the odd appearance. Could you see that happening? Cause I, I can totally see it happening.
0: Yeah, I think so. I'm kind of in two minds about that. I think one, one path that they would have potentially gone down is one of them leaving, mm. which I think would probably be Rani. If I'm being honest, I think she would likely have gone off and she's a reporter of her own. So she's not really following in the footsteps of Sarah Jane anymore. I'm not saying she'd ne- necessarily go off and do the stuff that Sarah Jane does. She'd probably get mixed up in the odd bit and report back and she'd have to come back and help those guys like Luke does and has done in this episode. So I think probably one of them... I think Luke, uh, Sorry, I think Clyde would have stuck around, to be honest with you. I don't think he would have gone off and landed a big high-flying job. So I, th- I think Rani would have done that, though. She probably would have left and maybe gone i don't know london somewhere i don't know uh, yeah. done her own thing but come back every now and then or the other way that they would have done it is probably um luke would have come back as a regular and he would have probably led stuff more rather than sarah jane if that makes sense so i mm-hmm. think those two together like a little family thing because they do they do build on that quite a lot in this episode and they kind of tease the others a little bit as well. I don't know. They say, "Oh, this is a family out and again." Sort of things. So, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think Bannerman Road would have become more of a Sarah, Sarah Jane, Luke, and Sky sort of thing. But then uh, Clyde and, and Rani would have just popped back in more. So I think Clyde would have been been around more. I, I can't see them introducing any more characters because it's even with the three of them. If they just decided to stick with those, so yeah, that's enough, really. Yeah, so, yeah. Cause I'm just
3: thinking you know um Clyde and Ronnie they you know that then they're, they're getting older you know they're growing up on screen they can't play school kids forever like uh, Daniel Laford is 33 now <laughs> you know so they would have at some point had to acknowledge that you know that they've got to leave school and maybe Clyde could have uh, gone on to sort of be an art student or something because he you know they they, they do mention his art a lot I mean he, he does that really cool picture of sky doesn't he at yeah, the it? Cool. Yeah. See, this is the lovely thing about Sarah Jane. Even when you get a story like this, which, yeah, it's okay. It's good, but it's nothing special. You still get these lovely moments that that just bring the story up. And, you know, scenes like that where Clyde's done the picture for Sky is a nice sort of ah moment. And you, you get that scene between Luke and Sky where they sort of finally, um, you know, bond. Mm. Because I think the, the, the relationship's written is quite it's quite a lot of friction when sky and luke first meet which seemed a bit odd because <laughs> i was sort of thinking sky seems to be really off with luke from the get-go um and i'll i don't know why I, I can only put it down to the fact that maybe because she's not human so she doesn't quite understand emotions and how to deal with the situation and you know maybe she sees luke as a bit of a threat because he was there first and so maybe that's what they're alluding to. But I was thinking, why Sky being such a little brat, uh, you know, at the start? But it does, of course, lead up to the scene when they finally sort of bond and say, oh, we're kind of brother and sister. And, you know, that was, that was quite nice. So,
0: Yeah. No, I think you're right there. I think it, she saw him as a bit of a threat because she came on the scene when he wasn't around. Yeah, that's so right. She's, she's
3: stolen his room. and
0: <laughs> Yeah. So she's used to having Sarah Jane to herself. Yeah. And she's the you know she's the non-human one she's probably considers herself a bit different but in a good way she's the special one I guess she's had all of this to herself and then Luke turning up she's like oh I don't like this you know it's you know I'm the one that's you know Sarah Jane it's just me and Sarah you know I'm I'm not talking about when Clyde and Ronnie are there I'm talking about just normal home life and stuff so yeah she probably does feel a bit threatened and it takes a little while for her to settle in and realize that actually it's really cool having an older brother. Yeah. You know, so I think maybe that's but that's just the, the, that's just how well the show's written, though, because there's probably a lot of brothers and sisters or, or or especially older brothers and sisters who look back on their childhood with, with siblings and stuff that can absolutely relate to that stuff. Mm. It's almost like when you have an older brother or sister that goes off to university and you're at home with mum or dad or mum, or whatever. And you like, almost like having that bit of space, you know, the older brother's not picking on you and there's no fighting and everything's cool. And then when they come back, it's like, oh God, you know, you're back again. But then after a while you kind of settle back into it. And so that's the beauty of the show. We said that lots of times, haven't we, about how well the show's written, and how, even though it's about aliens and sci-fi and, you know, space stuff, it's really relatable on, on a lot of levels.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, what what are you thinking of Sky as a character? Because this is uh, obviously only the third episode, still quite a new character. And um, I've sort of liked her up to this point. I I didn't really, I don't know, she started to annoy me a bit in this story. (laughs) Um, Maybe not her fault. I just, I'm not very, I don't like it when kids are acting. I felt she was acting a bit bratty in this, but that's the way she was written. And like you said, Zed, it's kind of, there are reasons for it. It's just to sort of have that emotional connection with Luke in the middle of the story. So I think that's why they did it, but I don't know. I was finding you a little bit like with Maria and, um, Oh, the other girl that was in the, the series that, that left, you know, they were sort of, um, there was the, just that little bit older than sky. And I think the acting obviously was just a, a little bit better from those two Sky's She's just that little bit younger, isn't she? And uh, to me, it, sh- it shows a bit. And, um, um, I don't know. I just I found her a little bit irritating in this, to be honest. But then I kept reminding myself that kids of her age, uh, so Sinead Michael who played Sky, kids of her age that are watching this would have probably loved Sky, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So yeah. although she's annoying me, there would have been kids out there that would have found some of the stuff she was saying quite funny, and they probably would have loved the fact that she gets involved and she really takes charge in some scenes don't she considering she's this young kid you know mm. there's this scene when she's like ordering mr smith around and she's solving the problem because she's actually this in, intelligent you know uh, alien is she not alien no she's alien tech wherever she is yeah um so yeah i don't know there, i had to sort of remind myself that you know there would have been kids out there at the time that would have loved sky but I don't know. I just, uh, I just found her a little
0: bit squawky, <laughs> a little bit annoying. A little in bit this. squawky. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the thing. I didn't really find her what her character had to do was too bad. I did like no. the team up with Luke and stuff. But yeah, there was a few times where she's, uh, yeah, she's kind of just banging on <laughs> a little bit about yeah. stuff, uh, maybe grizzling that,
3: a bit. I thought, like, stop grizzling. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe
0: that's just because of she's the youngest. You know, so she might be overlooked more than the others when she's got something to say. So she has to shout louder to be heard. Again, it's just normal normal everyday life for siblings and stuff. The youngest is always the one that's shouting the loudest. Mm. You know, that sort of thing. So that's kind of cool. But there was a, there was a funny scene, though, with her and Luke when they're trying to operate the Joseph surf in front of everybody. Yes, that was fun. And yeah. he's doing all the weird... Because mo- they, they've never done it before. So they're just trying to get the hang of it. So he's doing all the weird body motions and saying weird stuff but then they really get the hang of it when they direct everybody to take the pen off of of harrison and then you know all that stuff it's awesome so that was quite funny that but he's like you've watched too many tv shows or something because you're trying oh, to make him you've sound been watching
3: toy story or something is it toy story Toy says? story yeah you've been watching toy story yeah. again haven't you yeah yeah that, that was a fun moment actually and again kids would have loved that wouldn't they yes back, back yeah. in the day you know yeah. um just while you've mentioned well you mentioned harrison but uh Joseph surf played by Mark Aiken um, gives a, I think he gives a good performance in this because he has to play this is you know again an example of a role that given to somebody who doesn't quite get it could have really hammed up that part and been really over the top and rubbish <laughs> but Mark Aiken I think gives a really good performance playing this hologram uh, you know executive he, because he has to sort of deliver a bit of humor to the story. And uh, he manages to do it in a sort of serious way, which really works. In other, you know, the, the, the humour really delivers. Like, he sort of sends himself up really well in the story. So uh, he was a good choice of actor to play the part. He, he, there was just something about his look and the way he delivered the performance I thought was was fun and um, and really worked. Like, when he's, when they're losing control of him at the end and he's having to do all that crazy stuff, he does it really well.
1: Mm.
0: No, I agree man, yeah, it's cool All the because glitching um, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, cuz essentially he's being hired to play um just an empty shell really, just a puppet. Yeah. It's just so there's probably a yeah, there's probably a process you have to go through in your own mind to get into that headspace where you 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 have to say goodbye to any kind of uh human aspect of it. You're just essentially a computer that's being controlled. So you have to be really like no emotions whatsoever, but any that you do show have to be forced because so it must be, I wouldn't say it was a walk in the park for most actors. I think like you said, a lot of, I think a lot of actors would probably try and ham it up because they yeah, really, be like, I'm a computer. Yeah, they really <laughs> want to put it across on screen that they are a, yeah. a program or a hologram, whatever. Yeah. So I think it needed that kind of subtlety though, that almost underplayed thing to get it across. So yeah, he, d- he plays that pretty well. Yeah.
3: He was. He was good. Good casting, definitely. Yeah. What about James Dreyfus as Harrison?
0: James Dreyfus. Yeah, I, I only know James Dreyfus as Constable Goody from the Thin Blue Line. I know we did. Uh, he was hilarious in that back in the like the mid nineties. There was that Rowan Atkinson police comedy.
3: Oh, God, I'd forgotten about that. I, I always think of him from uh, Gimme Gimme.
0: Oh, with um, what's her name? Kathy Burke. Kathy Burke. Yeah, oh, that was. Yeah, that was pretty funny. That was. But um, yeah, but me growing up, you know, watching the comedies that my mum watched and stuff, he uh, as Constable Goody he was. Yeah, camp as anything, but just so Mm. funny. And yeah, but in this one, he's alright right. He's, um, he's, I I like the fact that he was obviously directed to be like kids, you know, we need to make, we need to get it across that, um, he's a real bad dude and we want the kids Mm. to be shouting at the screen like, no, like, stop him. He needs to be hated. And I think he does that really well because he's just ruthless with the slavery thing, you know, the, Having yes, sl- that's yes, yeah, harsh. Right? So, because they do go a, a slightly level darker with it. So most of the story, it's just got kind of physical punishment where he's got this pen that's controlling the electrocution collars with various degrees of intensity, which is quite dark in itself. And he does do that a few times, doesn't he? he sort of gives them the punishment and stuff. But there was one scene where they were they can't drink normal water can they they have to have like citrus style um fluids and stuff and he was saying that the the little leader of the of those guys i I'm, i need to try and pinpoint exactly what the little dude's name was played by dan starkey because on wikipedia they call him plark mm. on on the other wiki the the tardis wiki they call him plank and i can't remember exactly which one it is think it might be plaque that sounds more appropriate
3: it does yeah yeah sounds a bit yeah
0: so um yeah there was that scene where he's like we're thirsty you know we thirst and uh he just puts the hose on him
3: he's like like really nasty yeah yeah. like
0: even like in order for these guys to even just survive they obviously need to to drink and eat and stuff like that but he denies them even that he's just Mm -hmm. absolutely ruthless which is a you know that's what we meant when we say about sarah jane goes a little bit dark sometimes because you have this bad dude already and he's doing bad stuff but then they just take it just that one little notch closer to right okay this is still a kid's show right yeah (laughs) but that's that's very cool though because that just adds to that that moment at the end when he does get kidnapped at the end and taken on the ship for everybody to cheer all the yeah. kids to be like yes they got rid of him they defeated him so so he had to play that quite nasty he had to be a real nasty Roofless. ruthless dude so he does that really well he's is, he is, he's not a bad actor actually James. No, he,
3: he does he, he plays a good villain i have to say james dravis i mean he he was uh did a couple of audios for big Finish where he played um an incarnation of the master And um, I have to say, he was fantastic. He was really good as the master. Um, And yes, just to address the elephant in the room, uh, he then posted some stuff on Twitter, which was uh, considered inappropriate, so was dropped by Big Finish. So, you know, like a lot of things, don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, You know, I don't really know uh, the sort of situation, so I can't comment on what he did or didn't say. But anyway, um, I can only, you know, talk about his role in this, and I thought he, he played a good villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah he seems to almost enjoy being villainous
0: <laughs> if you like yeah. yeah i think that was the fifth doctor adventure uh, sorry the first doctor adventures uh that first volume i think he was voicing the master
3: all oh, right i know he did one um which you'd probably like actually with um soessa mccoy oh uh, the psychic, the circus. psychic circus yeah, yeah follow-up to um Great show in the galaxy. Yeah, it's good in that. Yeah, that's uh, good. You know, good yeah. yeah, it's a good one. I was gonna say, I had no idea that Dan Starkey was um, Plank or Plark or whatever you want to call him. I didn't know that was Dan Starkey.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I thought it'd be, who's the other guy that always plays, that always plays like oh. the the robot. We keep saying like. Yes, edit. yeah. Um, oh no, I can't believe I've forgotten his name.
0: The, the little dude that plays all of the monsters and
3: Oh, no, oh. actually, you're thinking of... I'm thinking of uh, bal- Bala
0: balafakal- baka- baka- yeah, Fakalaka, yeah, you're thinking whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're, th- oh, yeah, you're like the guy that does all the stunts as well. You know, he does everything, basically. Everything, yeah. Yes, sure. that guy. Yeah, it could have been him, but...
3: God, it was so bad Anyway, yeah, it's cool to know that Dan- <laughs> that was Dan Starkey. Yeah. Didn't, didn't twig that at all.
0: Yeah, it's definitely Plark. I don't know why it's listed as Plank on the other website, just a type Probably it.
3: autocorrect. Yeah. yeah, they probably put it in and the computer changed it and they didn't even notice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's finish off then with Liz Laden.
3: Yes, yeah. Uh, I mean, she just delivers a really laid-back, fantastic performance, doesn't she? She's so natural in her performance, um, you know, and just fun with it as well. You can tell she, in every scene she's just delivering. You, you'd never it's, – it's hard to believe that um, she passed away so soon after this. And, you know, it's, you, you look at her and she just – she looks amazing, the performance is amazing. You know, it's 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 hard to comprehend really to think. She, you know, and I don't know how ill she was at this point, or if it was near the beginning. I don't know, but yeah, but a great performance, from Liz. It's um, she's been phenomenal throughout this whole series, really. Uh, she, you know, it's not been any time where I felt like ah, Liz was a bit on autopilot there, or whatever. You, she just seems to relish the role of Sarah Jane, and yeah. uh, she's so yeah. lovable as well. You just you just want to be around Sarah Jane, don't you? You would just love to be in her company. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's um in in that special feature on the on the Sarah Jane that final thing on on disc on the last disc, uh, they have um they have a few people on. So they have um, uh, Daniel Anthony, they have uh, Angelina mahindra and stuff. Talk, but they also have Gary Russell on there. Oh and, yeah, yeah, and he was saying that. A few people did know. They they knew that she was ill, that she had cancer at that point. um, But I think it was just the suddenness of it. I think she became ill with something, like really suddenly, which might have been because of she had cancer or, or something, I'm not sure. But just that out of the blue, and I, th- I think he does mention, he's like, well, there was a moment where they thought, so what do we do with the show? Mm-hmm. And I think it was Russell T. Davis that was like, I think he just said he decided within a second. Like we can't replace, you know, we can't. It would be it would be crazy to to, to bring in another character to either play Sarah Jane. <laughs> it'd be crazy, or to replace her with somebody else that could lead, you know, the new Attic crew and stuff like that. So, um, so it, it was. It's like you said, it's crazy to think that right up until that point, she looked. She still looked amazing. She still looked. You you would never know. Like if you didn't know, like if somebody who wasn't aware of the situation watched the man who never was, the last thing that you just wouldn't even think about it. You wouldn't suddenly think, "Does she have cancer when she was filming that?" You would just never consider it. She just on point, on fire, looking brilliant as she always did. Um, cause-
3: yeah, you wouldn't think, "Oh, she looks a bit." You know, you can tell she's a bit tired there or something, mm-hmm. would you? You know, there's nothing. There's no indication. There's no falter in her performance or anything. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, which is makes it that kind of makes it even more sad and mm. uh, heartbreaking in a way because you think, well, I, I don't know that somebody with so much life in them still and energy and stuff. It's like see, the rest of series five could have been a belter, it could have been amazing. But yeah,
3: I I, yeah. I guess the only thing I think I could have seen them doing. I know Russell said he you know would never replace Sarah Jane, and I don't think any actress should replace her. I know her daughter's gone on to play Sarah Jane in a couple of audios the lost stories. And, and she, she does a great job actually. She, cause she sounds like Liz and, uh, she seems to get the character. Well, who's that? Sort? So I think, um, Liz Sladen's daughter. Oh um, yes. yeah. Oh, I've forgotten her name, but, uh, yeah, Liz Sladen's daughter. She's done a couple of audios for big finish. Um, and she's very good. And I must admit when I first heard that they were recasting, they were, you know, going to get her to play Sarah Jane. Uh, even though it's her daughter, a little bit of me was like, Oh no, you shouldn't no, you shouldn't ha- and nobody else should play Sarah Jane. And then I listened to the, the audio and I thought, actually, um, you know, she does a great job. It's um Sadie Miller, isn't it? Sadie Miller.
0: Yeah.
3: Does does a very good job and it is her daughter, so I I've kind of got over my initial thing. But in terms of T V, you know, if they were ever to bring the character back in the new series, I don't think they should ever that should ever happen. I don't think anybody else should play sarah jane i think if they were going to try and continue the sort of legacy or, or or even intertwine anything into the sarah jane adventures i think it would be the ace spin-off that we're all crying out for um you know the charitable earth i, I, I would think i still think that could work brilliantly um if they did that but no there, there can only ever be one sarah jane mate yeah and that and that is liz Layden.
0: yeah exactly mate yeah and uh, a lot of people were saying similar things as well in that in that special feature like matt smith was saying that uh it's absolutely incredible that she spanned across a, a couple of generations where Mm-mm. women and 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 girls loved her in classic who and stuff and then to come back years later and have a really successful because it was a, a successful show let's not beat around the bush mm. it did do really well on cbbc it was one of the highest uh, viewing uh shows on at the time for a live action show as well not compared to cartoons or anything but and then she was kind of gobsmacked really that the other doctors wanted to come and appear on the show so mm-hmm. when they were looking at okay should we get David Tennant to come on uh, apparently when they said this part's going to come up can we put a, you know time in the schedule to film Sarah Jane like without hesitation both of them Matt Smith they were like yeah like absolutely
3: jumped at it yeah yeah
0: so and i think he also said that he predicted that if she hadn't have died she probably would have appeared in doctor who by now in 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 the current series gary russell he he basically says if she hadn't have died there's no two ways about it they would have brought her in to appear in a storyline in modern doctor who so capaldi onwards
3: Oh yeah, I was going to say yeah, because yeah. obviously she was in School Reunion, yeah. yeah, which was which worked brilliantly, didn't it? It's a sort of springboard to to reintroduce the character of Sarah Jane, yeah, uh, you know, it's-
0: yeah, because Gary Russell also said that as well. When she was when she, she got the phone call to to come in to to star in School Reunion, she phoned him and said, "What do I do? Am I crazy to say no? Am I crazy to think?" You know, and he was like, "What are you doing?" Like everybody loves you, like you've got to come and do it. And she's like, "Well, I wanted to say my knee-jerk reaction was to say yes, but I told him that I'd think about it." And just, she said, "But I really want to do it. But am I crazy? Am I too old? You know, is the character out of touch, sort of thing?" And he was like, "Just do it. it would be amazing." Yeah, no, cool.
3: and, it, and it, it, I was going to say, it totally worked, didn't it? I mean, she, she's still, if anything, she's e- even better. You know, I mean, just she's so strong. She's such a strong lead that she works brilliantly in Sarah Jane, but she also gives room for the other actors to, to shine through as well. I think that's what we've sort of got from watching all, all of these series, is that the whole cast are just a, such a, a brilliant ensemble, that they work so well together. You know, you do, she doesn't steal the show, but she's absolutely amazing in it. But the other cast really shine around her as well. I think she sort of you know they all sort of work together so well um i just want to really end mate by saying how much i've enjoyed the sarah jane adventures it's um it's hard to believe that it's taken me this long to watch it i i you know didn't watch it when it went out i've no idea why i think i watched maybe two or three episodes when it was actually on the tv bought the box set it sat there for ages just gathering dust until we decided to review it and um I don't know the reason for that, and I keep thinking uh, I'm so glad that we went from the beginning to the end like this because I have loved this series. I I now place this way above Torchwood. I mean, I, I like Torchwood, but the Sarah Jane Adventures has a magic to it that I could, now that we've finished it, I will quite happily just re-watch this again again. And again, maybe from the start to finish again. Maybe go back and watch some of those episodes that, I've, that we've loved. But there's been so many, and I think maybe the reason it's out there is because I, like a lot of people, thought, "Oh, it's a, probably a kiddie, it's probably a kiddie version of Doctor Who, isn't it?" No, it's so much more to it than that. And um, I'd recommend this series to anybody. It's so such a feel good, fantastic series made with so much love. I mm. mean, you can just it just emanates from you know from the show and so many good series for it to have that standard from series one all the way through to series five even though it's ended on a a little bit of a damp squid should we say it's still a good story because the rest of them Mm. um are so high we've rated it so highly haven't we hardly i don't think we've had any maybe apart from this one we've had hardly any story where we've been like, mm, that wasn't very good. I think maybe one other story we said was a bit flat, but the rest of them have, have been such yeah. high standard. We've loved it, haven't we?
0: Yeah, and I'm glad you said that, dude, because I think our whatever our our review scores end up being for this, that's absolutely not indicative of what Sarah Jane is. You know, it's not a reflection on everything and yeah and let's, i us i'm glad you've said that because it's i don't want to end up i don't want to finish this on a sad note about liz sladen however mm. heartbreaking that is but as a show i mean what an achievement to have a spin-off from doctor who that actually works and stands on its own two feet oh, be, mm. even though they've drafted in two doctors to appear in two stories that's not that's absolutely not the that that's not prop those actors appearing in the show are not propping up the show that that's just a nice to have mm. they're like everything else and like you said if any of our listeners that have not watched sarah jane before and you thought oh i don't know it, it appeared on cbbc it must be for you know little kids you know it's like adam said it's absolutely not that it's loads more it's mm. got loads of layers and it's it's relatable and it does have that it, to me it does have that russell t davis era magic about it it's got it it feels like eccleson's first series david tennant's first couple of see it it feel it's got that kind of uh high point feel to it you know a lot a load of the people that worked on doctor who also worked on sarah jane as well a lot of the crew a lot of the writers russell obviously and a lot of those people so it has that same amount of love poured into it and um so yeah anyone that's not watched it yeah defo absolutely you can pick up the uh, i think amazon prime day is going to finish by the time this goes out but the box set for sarah jane is on a prime day deal at the minute it's reasonably is cheap it? but even if that's gone you can find it on ebay it's always people are always selling it on ebay and you can pick it up relatively cheap but definitely get it defo
3: i'd, I'd reckon if anybody likes that too i'd recommend it and uh it has a really good progression. That's the other thing I would say about this series. It, so, like I said, because my box set sat there for quite a while being unloved, and I've no explanation for it, I can only assume because I thought it was going to be too kiddy. Um, there is a progression to it, which and a, and a really good progression. So from the very first episode of it, yes, it has that CBBC vibe. It is a little bit ch- you know, childish at times, but... It, like you said, it has so many layers that bring it up above that. So even the first story, uh, what's it called? Is it the Bane? It uh, invasion
0: of the Bane? of the Bane, I think.
3: Even that first story, yes, uh, finding its feet a little bit, maybe a little bit more childish. But as I said, as the series goes on and on, it just gets better and better and better. And it's, I'm just amazed at the standard of quality over the over the five series. Um, I didn't expect us to. I expected there to be more you know subpar episodes we've really enjoyed it i mean every episode pretty much has been a belter and there's been very few that we thought um you know weren't that good so just the quality of it so such a great series i, I love that box set now i look at it on my <laughs> shelf and i think i just can't believe it sat there so long waiting to be watched it's such a good series and i, I just can't wait to watch it all again
0: yeah i honestly can't
3: too. i already yeah. miss the attic crew i just can't just like being in the company of of these characters they're great characters
0: yeah i'm the same dude it's this definitely won't be the last time that um i'll, I'll have watched any of sarah jane i'll definitely be definitely be pulling it off the shelf and, and watching through a couple of good ones um so through series one the the first one invasion of the bane was was a good opener but then we also liked warriors of kudlak Do you remember that dude
3: yes the guy with yeah. the coat oh he was great
0: yeah uh whatever happened to sarah jane brilliant Story, oh, that's that one. a great one yep. yeah yeah uh, the lost boy wasn't too bad to finish up with then series two uh kicking off with the last Centaur, and that was cool we have bradley yes. walsh in for day of the clown uh, that was an interesting one yes. um uh, the mark of the berserker was good the temptation of sarah jane smith was really good
3: oh is that the one where she goes back in time yeah that's yeah. one of my favorites i think if it's if i'm thinking the right episode because i get, get no, the title so, yep. yeah brilliant story that
0: yeah and then it finished off with a fairly decent one enemy of the bane that was quite good series three another good opener prisoner of the Jadun. that was quite mm-hmm. good the mad woman in the attic was good the wedding yeah. of sarah jane smith was good belter uh, the gift at the end was kind of cool that was a bit dark that one that was a bit of a creepy one that was okay and then series four the nightmare man was good the opener to so that yes. one uh, death of the doctor that was the Matt, Matt Smith, Smith. Yeah, that
3: was a again. Oh, those buzzard bird things, fantastic. Really and, good. And Katie yeah. Manning back as
0: well. Oh, mate. Yeah. Goodbye, Sarah Jane Smith. At the end of series four was good. Uh, so there's been some real, real classic, brilliant stories. Uh, you know, so we could talk about this. We could gush over this for for a long time, dude. So let's let's end it there. So basically, Adam and I cl- closing up by just saying, if you haven't watched it go and watch it, go and find it somewhere. It might be on iPlayer again at some point. They usually put these things back on, Torchwood's on at the minute, so it might come back on. But just pick up the DVD box set, just find it somewhere and give it a watch. Um, yeah. right, well, so, I think you
3: you could dive into any episode. I okay, yeah, so You don't have yeah. to start at the beginning. Um, if you were to just randomly pick one of those brilliant episodes you've just listed, just go and watch one and just get a vibe from it, because yeah, they're, they're very, very few that i would say oh now we would bother with that one i think any of those episodes you could just watch it straight off the bat and enjoy it
0: yeah definitely so then the man who never was let's put a score on this one then yeah so, just to reiterate as well this score is not reflective of how we feel about sarah jane as a whole but for this particular episode i'm going to give it a 6.5
3: for me yes oh, i must admit that's what i've written as well I kind of wanted to put it at a seven because <laughs> I thought, oh, come on. I um, know I will give it a seven. You know, I'll tell you why I'll give it a seven for the performances. It's just the story isn't that strong. So I, yeah, I'll give it a seven, but I might be being a bit generous there. It's uh, it pains me to do that uh, because it's the last story, but it yeah, it just isn't that, uh, that strong.
0: No, I read uh, your budget. Unfortunately, you. but yeah, yeah. no, Still I'm the same. Good, though. Yeah. Yeah. It pains me to give it a 6.5, yeah, I know. but uh but that's just where we are, I guess, you know. Uh, right, what did our listeners think then? We had a few audio clips in, so let's do this one. The first one is Mr Neil Campbell.
2: What about you fellas, how's it going? So, The Man Who Never Was, the final instalment in the Sarah Jane Adventures, I find the story hard to score, to be honest, simply because it's Elizabeth Sladen' last appearance, you know, on screen for Doctor Who, and I think, you know, Sarah Jane Smith, she stole the hearts of many you know over the years you know you know she was obviously introduced you know with the third doctor she was there with the fourth doctor she was back in the five doctors during the fifth doctor era you know she had not one but two spin spin-offs: she had k-9 and company and then the sarah jane adventures and obviously before that you know she was back with the 10th doctor and then she met the 11th doctor in the sarah jane adventures and i think she's the bridge between the classic series and the new series and i like i mean i think in my opinion, she might necessarily be everybody's favourite companion, but I think the vast majority of Doctor Who fans would say that Sarah Jane Smith is the greatest Doctor Who companion of all time, considering the impact she's had, you know, and I've already listed all that already. And Elizabeth Statham was such a fabulous actress, and Sarah Jane Smith was such a great character. Regards the actual story itself, I thought you know that makes me nice feel good. Factor, you know, they're all together in the loft at the end, and then they have the voiceover from Elizabeth Slayton and then they have the wee montage of clips, you know, from the Sarah Jane adventures. And I thought that was very nice and poignant. But overall, you know, Elizabeth Slayton was fantastic. Sarah Jane Smith was fantastic, and they're like two halves of the same wall. Not at the end of the day, but it's, her legacy will live on forever. And I doubt anybody else will ever surpass her as the the greatest companion ever. Cheers.
0: Oh, nice one, Neil.
2: Yes, Neil, struggling to score it a bit like
0: ourselves there, yeah. Two halves of the same walnut. (laughs) Yeah, I get what you're saying there. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, thank you very much for that, Neil. Uh, Moving on, this is Sammy Satine from Down Under.
2: G'day, Gary and Adam, Sammy Satine here. So, the man who never was. Apparently, he's like Steve Jobs, but he invents the surfboard. Even though he's a hologram and an alien race, gets exploited to do it. Poor thing's. Luckily, Sarah Jane, Clyde, Luke, Rani, and Sky to the rescue! It's alright. I don't think this is the note Liz would have liked to end on, but maybe it is. Who knows? Farewell, Sarah Jane. May you forever live in our hearts. And on big finish. I give it seven surfboards out of ten yeah. Seven Another
0: surfboards. Seven. seven surfboards, yeah. They did look awful, those computers. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest.
3: I wouldn't have bought one.
0: Yeah, thank you very much, Sammy. Yeah, it's uh yeah, a seven's a decent score though, so glad you enjoyed that one. It's all good. Uh and lastly, this is TARDISNet sixty six.
1: The Man Who Never Was is a disappointing end to the Sarah Jane Adventures, and it's not really the story's fault, as it was never intended as the final story. It's not a bad story, but it's very middle of the road, which makes it look weak by the standards of the Sarah Jane Adventures. The concept of selling mediocre technology for profit through hypnotism is interesting, but I think the themes of slavery and the parallels of the slave trade can't have the impact the story needs, because it can't explore it that heavily in a CBBC show. And the comical performance by James Dreyfus kind of diminishes the impact, and his presence in the story is certainly interesting with his transphobia in recent years. I also don't like the conflict between Luke and Sky, but I love the chemistry between Clyde and Rani, and the tribute, the whole series, the end of the episode, is very touch and emotional. I'd give it a 5 out of 10.
0: A five. A
1: five. TardisNet,
0: yeah. not really feeling it.
3: No, but summing it up very well there, TardisNet.
0: Yes, yeah, very well. Yeah, cool. Thank you very much, guys, for sending in your audio reviews, as always. I'm going to jump onto Twitter now. Uh, we had a few over there. Chippy T says, if you take away the emotion of it, this last episode is good, but not a classic. Nice mm-hmm. work all round from Team Attic, particularly Sky. Liz is great as ever. let's put the emotion back in though and the whole series deserves a 9.5 yeah jordan shortman our writer says unfortunately the story is a little strange i'm not a fan but the performances from all involved are excellent and it's nice that luke's come uh, luke comes back and the whole attic gang is together one last time it's still hard to believe that liz sladen has passed away I know, Jordan. Yeah, thank you very much, mm. dude. Uh, Matty Dockey says, aside from the fact that it's the final story, it's nothing special. It's a mm. crying shame they never got the chance to do the Battle of Bannerman Road finale that was planned, but this story has a few lovely character moments. The final scene is great.
3: I'd love to know more about Battle on Bannerman Road. It's a great title. Yeah.
0: I wonder mm. if Maria would have come back if they were planning to finish everything in Series 5 and that was going to be this huge, oh, big wow. thing. Maybe Maria would have come back, maybe. Uh, and lastly Sarah Louise the running Hoovian says an enjoyable episode I think they handled the Sky slash Luke situation well Clarney were on good form and Sarah <laughs> Jane's performance was as usual spot on each episode of all uh, series 5 have consistently been good not many TV series can say that uh, what a legacy Liz Sladen left behind an 8 out of 10
3: yes consistency that's a great word for the series Cons- yes. absolutely consistently brilliant
0: yep. and let's face yeah. it as well uh it's not often that a tv show these days even in today's standards lasts for five seasons or five series whatever so no uh, no true yeah uh we had one over on facebook andrew stewart i'm not going to read the whole thing it's quite long but um it says the man who never was is such a great ending and feels like uh, a decent finale to the series even though it wasn't meant to be uh, the slave race thing uh, you feel really sorry being forced into slavery by harrison uh Lis lady is amazing especially as this was the last ever episode she fully recorded uh, and she was a warrior for not letting anyone see her pain then he goes on to uh, to say basically um uh sinead michael is really good and shows how smart sky is even at the expense of luke overall i give this an 8.5 out of 10 and i cried during uh the monologue at the end yeah it's sad. Dude. uh so an 8.5 from andrew
3: oh, That's
0: high school okay cool. book. Right, so let's put that behind us. Then, in terms of reviews, like Adam and I said, we're definitely going to watch plenty of Sarah Jane in the future and, and all yeah. that stuff. But in terms of reviews, that's all wrapped up and done. Let's move forward and look forward. So, for next week, dude, what review have we got next week?
3: Well, actually, we'll be seeing Sarah Jane again, <laughs> because, <laughs> but in, uh, but in, in Doctor Who, because we shall be reviewing Planet of the Spiders.
0: Ah, oh, Bertwee's last, last. last story, of- eh? Six parts. Yeah. Yes, some, some good, a good chunk of classic who to watch next week. Then, yeah, I'm looking yes. forward to seeing Pertwee. Yeah, we haven't done a third Doctor story in quite a while, dude. No, I don't think we have. No, no, I can't remember the last third one we did. What was that? I think it was last year. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, haven't done definitely enough. overdue
3: yeah. a bit of Pertwee. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice one, dude. So, Planet of the Spiders—that's going to be a good one. So, uh, right on that note, dude, uh, let's finish this up for three one three. All righty. thank you thank you thank you so much for coming back for another week and listening to the big blue box podcast that has been episode 313 it's been great to have you here as always thank you to our audio reviewers for sending in your clips as always and to the guys that have commented and left their reviews over on twitter and facebook very much appreciated as always as adam said next week we're rolling back to our uh, schedule so Sounds weird to say, but uh, our schedules change now, so uh, it's going to be classic Doctor Who next week with Planet of the Spiders. Then it's going to be Torchwood. Then modern Doctor Who. Then Torchwood. Then classic. So classic, Torchwood, modern Torchwood, and round and round we go. So get your DVDs watched, um, or jump onto BritBox and fire that up for Planet of the Spiders. We'll be asking for your thoughts and reviews as always in the meantime head over to the website bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk you can listen to all of our episodes on there plus there are links to go off to the socials which we're on instagram twitter and facebook come and give us a like and a follow over there we chat dr who and all other stuff throughout the week which is good uh, remember to follow and subscribe to the uh, to our show and whatever podcast app you listen to your podcast on uh, that way you won't miss a show when it lands every friday And if you're on one of those apps or services where you can leave a review, if you've got a minute to do that, that would be so awesome because that helps us out loads. And thank you to the people that have left reviews thus far. So things like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podchaser, all that sort of thing, uh, you can give us a rating or review. So thank you very much for that. We have a free Discord server as well. Link on the website. Come and register for that. Hang out uh, and talk, talk to other Doctor Who fans about all things Doctor Who, which is all good. Uh, and as always we never miss him out <laughs> never ever it is Adam's channel over on YouTube it's the Geeks Handbag of course
3: yes go and have a look at my YouTube channel lots of Doctor Who vids on there <laughs> and more um, so on all the socials Facebook Twitter and Insta
0: under the same name as well Geeks the Handbag. Geeks Handbag yeah. so get a cup of tea or a cold drink depending on the weather make yourself comfy find a comfy spot and watch adam's stuff on youtube so many good good mm-hmm. geeky videos over there so get stuck in until next week then for 314 my name's gary my name's adam and remember hey. Hey.